Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. How is everyone doing? I, I have to get something off my chest right away. Right off the bat, I'm going to go blue. I'm going to go blue. And, you know, I don't normally like scatological humor. You know, I don't I don't like, like, fart jokes normally. And occasionally, I think, a good fart joke, actually, is, is quite a relief. But I, something happened to me, you guys. So before I would... I'm, going to Ohio for the holidays, right? Before I flew off to Ohio, I thought, you know, I'm going to hire cleaners to come to my apartment and clean. I get cleaners maybe once every couple of months. And it's uh, this team, Martha and Juan. Now, they are fantastic. Juan doesn't speak any English, like not even a single bit. But Martha, Martha speaks quite a bit of English. And they're both super sweet, and I love them. But they come every couple of months. And so I scheduled them before I, I was getting ready to leave. So I scheduled them for like a 7 to 8 arrival time, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. arrival time. So they come, you know, somewhere in, in that hour for two hours. So I get a, I get on my phone, I get an alert, somebody's buzzing at the front door to get in. So I'm like, oh, great, they're here. So I go grab my wallet and I'm getting out some cash to give them as like a holiday tip because then I was going to let them in and then I had to head off and go do work. So they get here and literally I open the door, you guys. <laughs> I, I opened the door, and Martha just threw me out of the way, like, completely disregarded me. She just basically pushed me aside and ran immediately to my restroom. Now, <laughs> keep in mind, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I have a tiny apartment. It's a one-bedroom apartment. It There's a bedroom, a bathroom, and then a living room kitchen, and the, the kitchen is the living room, basically, like, there... The kitchen and the living room are one and the same. As you'll recall, uh, about when I told the story about my Yankee candle fire, I was in both my office and my kitchen. So anyway, it's very small. You can hear everything. You can hear everything in here. If someone's in the bathroom, you can hear every single sound. Okay, the walls are thin. I'm poor. <laughs> Again, I'm poor, but I have central air. Like, that's the, that's the status we're looking at. The wealth. That's <laughs> my wealth. <laughs> anyway, so... Martha throws me aside, literally throws me aside, doesn't even say hello, doesn't, not a happy holiday, not a, not a nothing. She doesn't, not even looking for her tip. You know, I'm holding cash in my hand, ready to give it to them. Nothing. Throws me aside, runs to my bathroom. So I'm left with Juan in my, you know, entryway. So I'm sitting there with Juan, and we don't have much to talk about. I say hello, but he... When I say he doesn't speak English, he really does not speak any English, and my Spanish is is minimal. It's un poco. (laughs) Is that is that right? I need to learn more Spanish. I I really do, especially living in California. Like I need to get on it. I took a few years in high school, and I was terrible at it. It was it was not my subject, but I need to get back in. 
that's neither here nor there. After this experience, I was like, you know what? I, that, this convinced me. Like, I need to learn. I need to take a class at the, you know, YMCA or something. So anyway, Martha throws me aside. I'm standing there, and Juan and I are basically just staring at each other. And I'm not, I can't leave because I have to talk to Martha before I leave. So I, I start to try to tell Juan, like, the things that I need done before I leave. But he's just looking at me like a blank space, like a blank page. Like, he doesn't get it. So I'm like, which is fine. I, it's great. I'll wait till Martha. But then, as Juan and I are, like, staring at each other just silently, <laughs> no, no words coming out of either one of our mouths, we both hear from the bathroom what sounds like a machine gun. You guys, when I say it sounds like a machine gun, it sounded like a machine gun going off. Like, it was like... <laughs> I don't do sound effects. But you guys, Martha had to go. You know that commercial, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now? Well, Martha had to go right now. She had to go. And Juan and I are just sitting here. My jaw is unhinged. My jaw's on the floor. Because I'm thinking, oh my god, like... Martha has, you guys, Martha had diarrhea, like, as soon as she got over. And look, I don't want to, I don't want to be gross. I hate to be gross. I don't, this podcast is not, this is, that's not this kind of thing, but I needed to get it off my chest. We're all friends here. We, we go back. If you're listening, we're friends. And you guys, she had the worst diarrhea I've ever heard in my life. And I was mortified for her. You know, forget the fact that I was like, grossed out that she's in my rest, my one rest, my only restroom. But the fact that she was, you know, going so hard and, and I mean, when she violently threw me out of the way as she entered my apartment, you know, I thought something's wrong. Something's going on. So, and I felt so bad for Martha. So Juan and I are just staring at each other and I instinctively want to laugh. My jaw's on the floor and I'm holding back laughter. I'm trying, I had like the church giggles, you know, when you can't, the church girl goes, it's like you want to laugh and you're trying not to laugh, but how can you help it? How can you help it when Martha has diarrhea in the other room and everyone could hear it? I mean, and it wasn't just I, I, Martha, it wasn't just Juan and I that could probably hear this going on. I mean, I'm sure neighbors heard it. I'm sure, you know, people ac- across the street. I mean, you could, it was so loud, you guys. It was so loud. So I'm still, I'm just laughing hysterically. And Juan is not he's not finding it funny it was not comical to him he apparently doesn't like blue humor at all or he's not he's not into the scatological humor but he did not find it funny so i'm biting the inside of my mouth i still have i have a bruise on the inside of my mouth because i was biting it so hard as to keep myself from not laughing at martha's diarrhea her violent diarrhea i mean i and it wasn't it wasn't quick you guys it was not it was not an in-and-out kind of situation. It was about 10 minutes. And keep in mind, I had to get off to work. I w- they were already like, uh, you know, 7.30 they showed up. Normally they arrive right at the start time. So normally they arrive at 7 on the dot. But they arrived at like 7.30. So I'm already in my head being like, oh, shit, I gotta go. I was running late to a meeting. But I had to wait for Martha because I had to, A, give her her money. And I had to wait and t- tell her and show them what I needed done. And I tried to start to show... I'm, through laughter, I'm trying to show Juan, like, can you get the inside of my fridge? Like, can you, you know, I'm showing him different spots that are, you know, I want them to pay closer attention to. And he's just looking at me with a blank face. And I'm trying to look the other way. My face is beet red like a fucking cherry. I mean, I, when I tell you I was laughing harder than I've ever laughed before, I mean, 
It was insane. So finally, 10 minutes later, a solid 10 minutes. That was the only thing solid in this situation. Everything else was runny, but a solid 10 minutes. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> We're all friends here. Anyway, solid 10 minutes in, Martha comes out of the restroom and she was so apologetic. She just felt so bad. She's like, I'm so sorry. We were driving here and I didn't know if I would make it. And then this wasn't even it. So I am, I, I see Martha and I see that she's just mortified, which understandably I would be, I was mortified for her. But then she continued on to tell me about another time where she got violent diarrhea. And she's not telling me with a laugh. She's telling me with like a very serious, like it was a serious cautionary tale. She's telling me about this time her and Juan, Juan is her husband, her and Juan were driving on the freeway and they had to pull over because she wasn't going to make it and she had to go on the side of the road. So she's telling me this story and I, I'm trying not to laugh. I mean, you guys, the inside of my cheek, I'm not kidding. Like I, I put Neosporin on the inside of it because I bit it so hard because I was just trying my best not to laugh. And then I'm thinking like, what does Martha's diet look like? What does her diet look like? Because if you have, if there's more than one situation where you're having violent diarrhea and you can't make it to wherever you're going, like that's an issue. That means you need to give up cheese or dairy or something. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to, I didn't want to give Martha diet advice. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a dietitian for Martha. You know, I can't, I can't just offer my services of what I think she should be eating or not eating. But, you know, I'm really thinking, I'm sitting there thinking in my head, like, why hasn't Juan or anyone told her, or why hasn't she thought, you know, to herself, maybe like she should get her diet under control and not have to, you know, violently diarrhea all the time when she's on the road, you know, cause she's telling me and it, it seemed like, it seemed like these were isolated situations. It was like, she was telling me that Juan had to pull over on the side of a freeway to, for her to you know, squirt everywhere. <laughs> Oh my god, I hope you guys aren't turning this off because I'm just talking about such gross gross humor. But it didn't seem like these are isolated situations. So it didn't seem like Martha has only done this twice in her life. When she was telling me the freeway story, it was like rolling off her tongue as if just another day in the life of Martha. You know, like these are just things that tend to happen with her. And I again I don't want to paint Martha into someone she's not. Like she she doesn't look like a a gross person or she doesn't look like uh, you know when you would see someone you think like oh they they don't take care of themselves or they look sloppy or slovenly she's not like that at all she's always very put together she looks very sweet cute she's a tiny little woman so the fact that this tiny cute little woman is you know having these bowel movements all the time i mean i was shocked and thank god this happened at the beginning of the cleaning because if this happened at the end of the cleaning, that would have been it. I mean, I would have not hired them again if this happened at the end of the cleaning. I mean, thank God they had their supplies, so she was able to go into that bathroom and just clean it all out. <laughs> they did a great job cleaning. And they always do. And I, you know, I love them. And to be honest, I sympathize. It's like, we've all been there. My issue is that we've all maybe been there once. Okay, right. We've all maybe been there one time. But Martha has seemingly been there multiple times. And I just hope if, if she's listening, which she's not... <laughs> But if anyone knows Martha, maybe we can get her, we can fix her diet. I hope at some point, you know, because look, it happens. It happens. But usually when you have stomach issues, like there's been times where I've gone through spurts where I was always eating 
I love cheese or, you know, where I, I was buying cheese a lot. And then I realized, you know, I can't buy cheese. I gotta stop. Or I, pepperoni. I left, used to love pepperoni or pepperoni in my pizza. And now I can't buy pepperoni because it gives me indigestion. And so it's like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I wish I could, I wish I could have it, but I can't. And I think Martha needs to evaluate those things. And I, I encourage all of you, if you're listening and you have a similar issue, evaluate and look at your diet. Look at your diet and see what can you eliminate from the diet that might be causing these issues. Because I don't want, I don't want people to be talking to you like talking about you the way that I'm talking about Martha. And she's a really lovely woman. Martha and Juan do the best job here. But anyway, I had to, I had to get it off my chest. We're amongst friends. I hope that you don't find that story too offensive. But I, it made me laugh so hard, you guys. I had those those church giggles, which that is the best feeling. As horrible as it is, it's also the absolute best when you are trying your best not to laugh and you just can't help it. It's my favorite feeling in the world. It reminds me in high school, my one of my best friends, Judith, her and I were we were like laughing at the teacher at one point. And um oh my god, it reminds me of high school. I used to, that happened all the time to me in high school. Like I was always laughing at a teacher. <laughs> My best friend Jill and I would be laughing at, we laughed at my Spanish teacher, which, you know, again, I need to learn more Spanish. That's probably why I, I don't know Spanish anymore, because, or at all, because in high school, I was too busy laughing at the sonoritize. Oh, God, but it felt good. It was a holiday treat. I mean, that was my gift from Martha and Juan. And I gave them a little something extra in that holiday tip, because I just thought, you know what, she's been through it. And she was mortified. And then so I left. And I could only imagine the conversation between Martha and Juan. I could only imagine what it was like after I left. And why wasn't Juan phased by any of this? Like, him and I were staring at each other. He didn't seem phased at all by the violent diarrhea coming out of the other room that everyone on, you know, within a one-block radius could hear. I mean, you could hear Martha in that best restroom. If, you know, you heard a noise, any of you listeners out there, you heard some uh, noises, some rumbling um, a couple days back. Let me tell you something. That was Martha. You're not sure what it was? It was Martha. Because it was so loud and so violent. I felt like my apartment was shaking. I'm not kidding. You guys are not kidding. The walls are thin. I need to move. I'm looking for a new place. My boyfriend and I are trying to find something bigger. But until then, we're, we're here where we're at. And that's this tiny apartment. Okay, so before we get into the pop culture stuff, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. But before I do, I just want to get the all the paperwork out of the way. I want to thank uh, my sponsors, Samsung Technologies, Samsung Technologies. They've been great. They sent me all sorts of equipment. Go find them on Instagram and Twitter and all that and tell them um, you're thankful <laughs> because they have been great to me. I also want to recommend that maybe you hop on iTunes and rate and review this podcast if you haven't already because it would be super helpful for me. I love you forever. <laughs> and you guys, I hate asking you guys to do that. I really do. I hate having to talk about that. But, you know, here we are. We're doing it, and I'm going to do it until forever, because it really helps get the word out. It helps me book really great guests. It's good. It's helpful. And finally, my book with Bob Harper, it's out December 26th. So if you are looking for a great diet book, go get it. It's called The Super Carb Diet. I wrote it with Bob Harper of The Biggest Loser. It's his complete, he developed this wonderful diet plan. It's a 90-day diet plan. It's so great. So if you're looking to lose some weight in the new year, I promise it's really great. It's fun. But there's some recipes in it, some workouts in it. It's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, and then you can also get it on your Kindle and your iPad. All that's on the iTunes store. Now we can let loose and have some fun. 
We got the Martha Diarrhea story out of the way. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, I had... Is that wrong that I told you that story? Maybe I shouldn't have opened with that, the diarrhea story. But I felt like it, I needed to be heard. Let's see, what else is going on? Oh, the Real Housewives of New York, those girls were in the Berkshires this past weekend filming, which is honestly so exciting to me. You guys, every season when they go to the Berkshires for Dorinda's at Christmas time, it is amazing. Every single year it delivers. So I'm so excited that they did it again. Hopefully they got some good stuff. I mean, some of the best moments. Do you remember that fight between Luann and Bethany when Bethany just calls her a whore and then Luann says she Bethany stole her haircut? Oh my God, that was the best episode. And then Dorinda's just looking for like a, a twister board, a twister game. <laughs> looking for fucking Monopoly while Luann's getting called a whore in the other room. Oh my god. And then that also gave us that iconic moment where Luann was outside talking to Jules, smoking a cigarette, and Jules just got the information that her dad was like in the hospital for, you know, a heart issue, possibly dying, and Luann's just like, I can't believe she called me a whore. Like, it's like, while she's smoking a cigarette, oh my god, you guys, it's just the best. Every year, it's so good. I was thinking, okay, I'm going on a little tangent, but I was thinking I sort of miss Heather on Housewives of New York. Is that crazy? I felt like I, I, I don't know that it's right or wrong. I don't want to feel this way, but I do. I sort of want Heather back. I, I miss that. Holla. Hey, mama. I remember she would call everyone. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. <laughs> I miss her. Hey, mamas. I miss her. Hollas. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm recording this during Hanukkah. So maybe that's, I have a special place in my heart for Heather right now because you know, it's the Hanukkah season. But I do, I miss her. I kind of want her to come back. I think she left, she left after Bethany got there. And I think Bethany, I think they're both very alpha. And so I don't think it worked to have them together. And I think Heather knew her business wasn't going to be predominantly featured on the show with Bethany around because Bethany's shoving that skinny girl shit down her throats. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad they're in the Berkshires. I wish Heather would show up. Oh, and also they were filming there all weekend, which I think in the past they've only done like one night during the week. But this was like a weekend trip, an actual weekend trip. So they're they going to be there a couple nights. And you guys, I can't wait. New York always delivers. They're my favorite. I miss them so much. Oh, and speaking of housewives, I need to talk about the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Now, I consider Real Housewives of Melbourne to be canon, which means I consider it as part of the main Bravo Housewives. I know that's maybe technically incorrect because it is not aired originally on the Bravo Network. The Real Housewives of Melbourne is aired in Australia, and then the past two seasons, Bravo has picked it up and aired it like six months later or something. And they air it at like a weird fucking 11 p.m. on a Friday night or something. Like, they always air it at a weird time. But so it's not technically a Bravo production. Much like there's a lot of other offshoots, like I think there's a Toronto franchise, there's now a Sydney. There's a lot of other Real Housewives, you know, that are in other countries and that kind of thing, that don't air on Bravo, that aren't Bravo productions. But you guys, The Real Houses of Melbourne is so good. And I want to talk about it because if you are have some time off over the holidays and you're looking for something to binge, I want you to go pick up, start with the second season. You can start with the first season if you want. The first season's good too. But the second season really like gets it going. Oh, got a text message. <laughs> Um, the, the second season really gets it going. So if you have some time and you're looking for something fantastic to binge, 
And that's not, that's not an exaggeration. It's literally one of the greatest things in the world. These women bring it. And right now, the third season is airing in Australia. So the third season's going on right now, and I watch it online. So we're a couple episodes in, and it is delivering. It's so funny. I love the Melbourne Housewives because they swear in it. Like, they, they don't bleep out the fucks and, you know, other swear. And they're, they're all so shady, and they do the craziest things. There's this one, Gina, she's like a judge. And she looks, admittedly, she talks about how she looks like a drag queen. She really does. Like, she puts on very heavy makeup, and she always says that's her, her fashion inspiration is drag queens. And she is the star of the show. She is fantastic. So her and this other woman, Gamble... They were really good friends. When Gamble got married, Gina was the officiant. Well, this happened in the last season. So in the last season, Gina was the officiant at Gamble's wedding. And at the reception, Gina just left to go watch herself on an appearance on The Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> she left the wedding to go watch her episode of The Celebrity Apprentice because she was on like that version the Australian version of Celebrity Apprentice. So she left the wedding to go watch that. And it really upset Gamble. Admittedly so. Imagine you're efficient, you know, leaving your, one of your best friends. You know, you, you have someone, someone's, your best friend who's in the wedding, they just leave the reception to watch Celebrity Apprentice. I mean, it's a slap in the face. So anyway, Gina left. They kind of, it caused a wedge between them. And so this season, they are having troubles. They're having troubles. Gina went out to dinner with some of the other girls, and she did not invite Gamble. And Gamble was pissed. Gamble was not having it. Because you know these ladies, they don't like it. When you don't invite them, they get pissed because they're not filming. It's not even about the relationship. It's more about, like, if somebody has an event and they're not invited, that means they're not going to be on camera for it. And so that's why these women get so upset. But anyway, so Gamble, she knows she's not invited to this dinner. So what does she do? She sends a dozen roses to Gina at the dinner table. So all the girls are out to dinner, and Gina gets this big bouquet of flowers, and it basically says, like, um, since I'm not invited, like, here are some flowers for my place. Like, it's a real, like, dig. You know, it's a real... It's a real dig. And what's great about these Melbourne housewives is, like, they will admit it. Like, Gamble will fully admit that she was just being a bitch. (laughs) Like... So I want to just play a little clip for you guys so you can hear how fantastic it is. So this is some of the other girls are confronting Gamble about the flowers that she sent at the dinner table. And so here is just a little clip, I hope, to to entice you guys to to watch the show. I thought it was a big fuck you. I think Jen is smart enough to know that me sending flowers to her dinner without me is a bit of a fuck you. And it was a fuck you. And if anyone deserves a fuck you at the moment is her at the moment <laughs> i mean you guys it's so great she's just she's fully copping to it she's like yeah that those roses were a fuck you to gina they were a fuck you she's like gina deserved a fuck you <laughs> and that's how these melbourne ladies are they are just so ballsy and they i think a lot of the other franchises in the u.s like the orange county or the beverly hills or whatever everything's so like they're trying to present themselves in this way and sort of hide the way that they're acting and, and be something they're not. And the Melbourne ladies just are the way they are unapologetically. 
And some of the things they get away with saying to each other and about each other and at each other, that would never fly on any of the other housewives. Like, if it happened on Beverly Hills, if, if something like this happened on Beverly Hills, Lisa Vanderpump would stop filming with them. She would just completely give up filming, and she would ostracize them. They would never happen. Like, when Brand- Brandy used to be really ballsy and say some, like, crazy shit, and eventually, like, Lisa Vanderpump made it so that Brandy couldn't be on the show anymore. And I get it. I know people hate Brandy. It's just kind of an example, but... The Australian ladies, these Melbourne women, are just the best. They're really the best. So go download season two, season one or, or season two. Season two gets, re- it gets going, you guys. So start with season two and just binge them. I promise. I promise. I really, really promise you will love it. You will, if you're a Housewives fan, you'll love. It's, one, it's some of the best Housewives stuff that you'll ever witness, ever view. Ugh. It's like, also, New York level funny. It's New York level funny. And I think we can all agree that we need Real Housewives to be funny right now. We need it. We had that flop Orange County season. Oh my god, are you guys following all the rumors with Orange County? I hate to flip over to there because we have so many that are on the air right now. But I want to talk about Orange County for a second because there's all these rumors that I've been reading about about their casting. So on this podcast multiple times, (laughs) way too many times probably, I've talked about what I think they should do for next season on The Housewives. And apparently, Peggy and Lydia have been fired. Again, these are all rumors and those silly blogs that we all love. <laughs> those city, silly blogs that we take, I, I'm going to assume, are completely true. So they say that Lydia and Peggy are gone, for sure. Now, this week, they also said that Megan King Edmonds is gone, which is surprising to me because she made a last-ditch effort to stay in the cast when she announced that she's pregnant. And I'm certain she's having that baby just to get another season. (laughs) I know that's cynical, but I think it's true. I think she forced Jim to have sex with her without that condom on. Or she did. Wait, wasn't, didn't he get his, didn't he get his thing? His, didn't they fix him so that he couldn't have any more kids? So she had to put in a little bit more effort, I think, than just having sex. So anyway, I think Megan, I think she's tricking him. I think she's trapping you know how they say women trap men? <laughs> like they have, they get pregnant and so they trap them. I feel like Megan's trapping Bravo. Like she's trying to trap Bravo, which, you know, that should be a TV show on TLC. You know, Housewives trying to trap Bravo. Like Luann, I think, tried to trap Bravo when she announced her divorce from um, Tom. I feel like she that was her way of trapping Bravo. It's like when they announce something at the end of a season, at the end of a reunion or something like that, I feel like that's. They're opportunity to trap Bravo, and, and we want to see them. But I don't think Megan's likable enough that she's going to get this wish, <laughs> this Christmas wish. I don't think that she'll be back. Do you guys think she'll be back? Do you guys want Megan to be back? I don't know. Megan's sort of boring to me, and I always thought she'd never fit in properly with the rest of the wives. Oh, my phone is... I had two text messages over the course of this podcast. That's pretty... <laughs> that's a world record. <laughs> Isn't that the worst, you guys, when you go somewhere? I was just, I was recently getting my hair cut, and I ended up being there for, like, a little over an hour without my phone. Like, my phone was in my my shirt pocket, um, and I didn't, I didn't have access to it for, like, a little over an hour. And I thought for sure I was going to look at it and have, like, a million notifications, you know, like, everyone would be trying to contact me. And I went back, and there was nothing. There was nothing. And it always happens on a plane, too, you know, I'll put my phone in airplane mode. And then 
I will land and like a, a flight from LA to Cleveland is like four to five hours. And I always think I'm going to land and have just a million text messages. And then I turn it on and it's just like, it's nothing. It's like an email from Pottery Barn. That's all I missed. <laughs> it's like the worst. It's the saddest thing. Um, so, you know, I'm thrilled to be getting two text messages over the course of this hour. What a delight. I feel so popular. <laughs> uh, anyway, where are we, ta- we were talking about Megan King Edmonds. Okay, so she, I don't think she's popular enough. And she didn't fit in. I like my housewives to be old. I want them to be older ladies after a certain age. Megan was like my age. I don't want to see someone my age. Girls my age are no fun to be watching on TV unless they're at a, at the Shore House or something. <laughs> I'm excited for Jersey Shore to come back. I'm derailing again, but I'm excited for Jersey Shore. I can't wait. But see, you guys, Sammy Sweetheart's not going to be on Jersey Shore. They're doing a reunion season at the Shore, and they have the whole cast except for Sammy Sweetheart. And this is like a dagger in my heart because I loved Sammy Sweetheart. She was the backbone of that show. I know Snooki came out of that show as the big star, and Snooki got all the spinoffs with JWoww, and the situation was on Dancing with the Stars. DJ Polly D got his his own show for a while, and he got a he was traveling the world with Britney Spears, which that was insane. But I digress. But Sammy Sweetheart, she was the real star of that show. Without Sammy Sweetheart and Ronnie's relationship, that show would have not lasted. I do not think Jersey Shore would have been as successful without Sammy Sweetheart. She brought all the drama with Ron, R-A-H-N, Ron. (laughs) So the fact that she's not going to be there, I mean, what? And apparently she's not going to be there because she's in a happy, healthy relationship with someone and she doesn't want to be confronted with Ron. Now, I want her to be confronted with Ron. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss her. I did read Snooki's trying to get her to come and do it. But as of right now, they announced the cast and Sammy Sweetheart is not there and I'm devastated. I'm losing sleep and I just don't think it'll be as good. I need her drama with Ron. And I think people just took advantage of her when she was on. I don't think people appreciated Sammy Sweetheart's contribution to pop culture and society. That whole show was her fighting with Ron. Do you remember that time when he threw the bed? (laughs) What an insane show that was. You guys, that was the best show. I loved me some Jersey Shore. Okay, so I think Megan's for sure out, and that's the rumor that's going around. And again, I want I want these women to be old. I want all the whole cast to be over 50. So that leaves us with Shannon, Vicky, and Tamara, which makes sense because those three reunited. They had that wonderful uh, reunion at the end of the reunion. And so I think for sure they'll be back. I think that was a conscious effort on their part to reunite so that they'll be back. Kelly Dodd's going to be back. Everyone loved her last season. She was great. She was like the only thing that was really good in that last season. Who else is... Am I forgetting someone? Am I... So it's going to be the four of them. Oh, oh, this is what I wanted to say. So there's rumors that Heather's going to be back. And I guess like they've interviewed Heather and they asked... Somebody, Entertainment Tonight or something, interviewed Heather and they were like, would you come back? And she did that weird KG thing where she's like, I mean, I wouldn't say no. And it's like, I think we need Heather back. I, again, I don't really like her, but I think we need her back. So I'm excited. But also, we need Tamara gone. And I'm not even saying that because I'm not a fan of Tamara. I'm saying that because Tamara should be gone for the sake of her child. She does not need to be there because her child does not want her on TV. And her child keeps saying, like, Mom, don't go on TV. If you're not on TV, we could have a relationship. And then she stays on TV. Like, I know people need a paycheck, but I feel like we need to put her daughter ahead of our own needs. Also, I'm bored with Tamara. (laughs) But I would like Heather back. And maybe some new ladies. Anyway, we've been on Bravo Overload for a while now. We have so many shows in the orbit. It's hard to keep up. And especially it's hard to keep up because I'm so focused. 
I don't know if you guys have this this problem, but I always feel like I have to watch all of my holiday movies this time of year. Like, it's almost like an OCD thing where it's like, I gotta get them in. Like, do you guys feel that way? It's like, if I don't watch 1994's Miracle on 34th Street, like, something bad's gonna happen. Like, I need to at least, like, put it on in the morning time or sit down and watch it intently. And I feel that way with... There's such a large... um, uh, slew of movies, holiday movies that I feel like I need to watch. And I love them all. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. I know I normally talk about all the Hallmark and Lifetime movies, which are great. I love those movies too. But those holiday classics like Home Alone. Oh my God, you guys, I love Home Alone. And Disney just bought Fox. So Disney owns the Home Alone franchise now. And I keep wondering, like, what is that going to mean? I know Disney's going to milk that, right? They have to. So what do you think? What do you guys think that means? Do you think they're going to do another sequel? Or do you guys think they're going to add somehow add Kevin McAllister to the parks? I mean, can you imagine just like someone dressed up as Buzz's girlfriend, uh, you know, walking around signing autographs at the Disneyland? (laughs) Oh, my God. Woof. Talk about woof. Like, how do we get someone? How do we get someone in the Disney parks as Buzz's girlfriend? I need that to happen. It's. I need it to happen. But I love those Home Alone movies, so I'm so excited actually about this Disney owning Fox now because I really feel like they're going to be the ones that are going to reignite this franchise. Because Home Alone, they did so they did Home Alone one and two, 
One was the, I always, uh, you know, mix them up. And the way that I think is best to remember them is the first one is the man, old man with the shovel. And the second one is the old lady covered in pigeon shit. You guys know, like, the second one is New York. That's the old lady in pigeon shit. And the first one's old man with a shovel. Because otherwise, I think those movies are very similar. I mean, they're almost the exact same movie, just one's in New York. But again, I think they're both great. I'm not sure. I don't know if I have a fave. I don't know if I could pick one or the other. I did just see. I wonder if I could play it. No, I can't play it. There's a deleted scene. I was going to try to play it for you guys on here, but it won't make sense. But... There's a deleted scene where Uncle Frank is pantsing Kevin. If you you guys have to look this up, it's on YouTube. Look up Home Alone deleted scenes. It's Uncle Frank being so fucking creepy. And he just pantses Kevin. And it's like, what? Who thought that this was a good idea to even film? Like, how did it? I don't even know how it got into the scripting stage, let alone where they shot it. And then... Not only did they shoot it, and they were wise enough to say, you know, maybe audiences don't want to see this old man uncle pants a little boy, like, take down this little boy's pants. Like, I thank God somebody realized that, you know, along the way. But then they included it as, like, a Blu-ray special feature. So it's like, how did it even get on Blu-ray? Who, what kind of person, who's running the home video department at Fox that they were like, you know, remember that deleted scene where Uncle Frank takes down the boy's pants? Like, we should include that. I mean, that is insanity. But <laughs> that said, it's like such batshit insanity that it's it's worth watching to be like in horror. I mean, it's not like graphic. It's just inappropriate. And the fact that they filmed it, that the actors went through it, that the, the guy who played Uncle Frank, I'm surprised he even would shoot that. I mean, I wouldn't, if I was that actor, I would not even entertain that idea. It's insanity. It's like Woody Allen. I don't know. Woody Allen wouldn't do that, but I'm so sick of Woody Allen. <sighs> anyway, go look that up on YouTube. But those Home Alone movies are great. So they had one and two. Second one, I love that there's just this woman with all the birds. I mean, that is so bad shit. <laughs> she just isn't one with the birds. And then the thing that always kills me is at the end, Kevin goes and like runs to meet this woman in the park. And it's like, why doesn't anyone offer her a place to stay? Like if Kevin has become so attached to this bird woman, why doesn't he bring her up back up to the hotel room? He just gives her like that turtle dove ornament. And it's like, uh, she needs a bed. You guys are staying at the fucking Plaza Hotel. Give her a place to sleep. You know, I think at one point she's, it's revealed she's sleeping in that like orchestra attic. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They have that scene where she's like in that orchestra attic with Kevin looking down at the concert. Which, you know, it looks lovely up there, but I'm sure she would love to stay at the Plaza Hotel. It's always a little frustrating now watching Home Alone 2 because there's a Donald Trump cameo. and. Note to self, I don't need to see that. <laughs> like Valerie Cherish says, note to self, I don't want to see that. Or or like our Joy and Whoopi say. But you know what? You know what? So what? Who cares, right, Wendy? We don't care. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. But those movies are so good. And you know who is so great in those movies is Catherine O'Hara. I mean, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, her saying Kevin, shouting, screaming Kevin, is a better line reading than anything Emma Stone's ever done. I mean, truly. Jennifer Lawrence could never. Can you imagine? You guys know what I just learned that left me shook? <laughs> this left me shook. Catherine O'Hara was 35 when she did Home Alone. 
35. Can you imagine? I don't know why I always think of her as... I don't know. I think of her in her 40s or something. I mean, I don't picture her as 35. I mean, that's not that much older than I am. And I can't even fathom. She had like 35 kids in that movie. Didn't she? Didn't it feel like there was a whole subgenre of movies where it was just about people having tons of kids? Like in the 90s and in the 2000s. Like those cheaper by the dozen movies and uh, Yours, Mine, and Ours. They did those remakes. And, and Home Alone. I felt like Home Alone, they had a bunch of kids, right? I'm not sure whose kids were whose, but I just remember there being a lot of kids in that family. And those Cheaper by the Dozen movies are great. Those are sort of holiday-ish, right? God, I love Bonnie Hunt in those movies. I love Bonnie Hunt in general. I mean, in general. And mark my words, you guys, next year is going to be the Bonnie hunt Assance. <laughs> the Bonnie hunt Assance is coming. Just like the Laura dern Assance was this past year. You know, you know how this past year it felt like Laura Dern was in everything and she was just, she was thriving and shining. And everyone, particularly on the internet, if you're on Twitter... People on Twitter were obsessed with Laura Dern this year, and with good reason. I mean, I think it made perfect sense because she's a delight. And if you've never watched her show Enlightened on HBO, you need to go binge it now. But I'm predicting that next year Bonnie Hunt is going to have a Bonnie hunt She's got a new show with Ben Stiller where she's, it's like a a true crime thing, and it's going to be on Showtime. And she's picky and choosy. She hasn't been in front of the camera in a while. She did her beautiful talk show for a while. And then other than that, she's just been doing animated stuff. She's been doing voiceover work. And now she's got this new show on Showtime with Patricia Arquette, Ben Stiller's directing. It's going to be fantastic. And you guys, I hate to brag, but I know Bonnie Hunt a little bit. Like enough. I know Bonnie Hunt a little bit. I had breakfast with with her recently. She like read a script of mine. This is braggy. This is braggy, but I'm going to do it. She, I had breakfast with her recently this past year. And it was the best. She read a script of mine. She was giving me some like notes and all that kind of stuff. But then also she indulged me with all these questions I had about Jerry Maguire and all those movies. I mean, cheaper by the dozen and, and everything. And it was the best. It was the absolute best. And I now, I know we're well enough where we can like text each other a little bit. I'm going to try to get her on the podcast, but we like can text sometimes. Like I've, and now I feel like super braggy, but I can't help it. I can't help it. I love her. So I'm predicting this next year is going to be the Bonnie Hunt-assance. And I, again, hope we continue with the, the Laura Dern-assance. I'd like Laura Dern to keep being and everything. But back to Catherine O'Hara, who played the mom in Home Alone. She is so good in those movies. And do you remember that scene? She's great. But also that scene with John Candy when they're headed back to her house. It's just so brilliant. And I don't know if it was improvised or what, but that that little exchange between John Candy and Catherine O'Hare where they're talking about... Uh, I'm going I'm to play it for you guys. We'll talk about it. Let me, let me play it. I love this scene so much. Have you ever gone on vacation and left your child home? No. no. But I did leave one at a funeral parlor once. Yeah, it was, uh, it was terrible, too. You know, I was all distraught and everything, you know, the wife and I. We left the, the little tyke there in the funeral parlor all day. All day, you know, we went back at night when, you know, when we came to our senses, and there he was. Apparently, he was there alone all day with a corpse. Now, he was okay, you know, after six, seven weeks. And I came around, started talking again. Uh, But he's okay. You know, they get over it. Kids are resilient like that. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. You brought it up. I was just, you know, trying to cheer you up. I'm sorry, I did. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's brilliant, you guys. It's brilliant. And how bad do we want that prequel? Right? Like, I would love there to be a Home Alone prequel about John Candy leaving his son at a funeral home. Where is that movie? Disney needs to get on that. They could hire me to write it. I'd love to write it. We'll get Bonnie Hunt in it. <laughs> how great. John leaving the son at a funeral. That is a, a movie I need to see. <sighs> but those movies are so good. And I miss John Candy was just the best. He was the best. But so Home Alone, those are movies that I have to watch every year. Those in Christmas Vacation, you know, the Chevy Chase, I have to get that in. Have to watch The Holiday. What are the ones you guys have to watch? What, is it, what's everyone's favorite? Oh, I always hate... I always hate this. I'm going to complain about something. I hate this time of year when people say their favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. It's like, come on. I get it. Like, I get that little joke, pe- you know, people like to do because the movie's set at Christmas. But you don't really get a Christmas feel from Die Hard. Okay? So let's stop pretending there's this fun joke about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Because, frankly, it's not. It's not. It's not about the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara's not in it. I mean, it's just not... It's not a Christmas movie, so we need to stop saying it. So please don't respond to me that your favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. Because I will not stand for it. <laughs> like Camille Grammer at Lisa Vanderpump's luncheon. I will not accept it. I will not stand for it. And with all that said, I do consider the Berkshires episodes of The Real Housewives of New York to be a Christmas movie. <laughs> I will accept that as an answer. If somebody says, you know, if, if you're asked what's your favorite Christmas movie... I think it's okay to say the Berkshires episodes of The Real Housewives of New York. I think that's a completely acceptable answer. It's usually about three episodes long each year, and it's very festive. You know, last season Santa showed up as Bethany was calling Lou a whore. I think it's, you know, a full circle. We're getting back to the Berkshires. (laughs) And Luann just posted a photo, you guys. I don't know if you saw it, but Luann posted a photo from the Berkshires of all the girls. Carol wasn't in the photo. But everyone else looked to be so festive. Dorinda got this giant ornament ball. Look, see, you guys, I try to veer away from Bravo, but then I just it rears its ugly, beautiful head. I can't, that's where my mind always is. I hate, is, is everyone else always thinking about Bravo 24-7? <laughs> Immediately when they wake up. <laughs> the other day, actually, I woke up and immediately I thought, did Rena get a haircut? Like, immediately, like, my eyes opened, and it was like, that was the first thought I had as my eyes opened, was like, Google whether or not Lisa Rinna got a haircut. Because I remember, I think, like, the night before, I saw a picture from the premiere party or premiere event of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and it, it looked like Rinna had a new hairstyle or something, but I didn't really, like, look into it. And so, like, my eyes opened the next morning, and it was like, the first thought in my head it was not about, you know, my boyfriend or my lovely parents or family friends or nothing like that, or my health or my career. It was like, did Rena get a haircut? <laughs> like, need to find out whether or not she got a haircut. And ultimately, she didn't. I think she just styled it differently. That's as far as I could, uh, as far as my research took me, it was that she did not get a haircut, but she did style it different. She had like a pompadour. Which then, this leads me to my haircut, which I mentioned earlier. When I got out of my haircut, I was feeling really cute. And then uh, somebody texted a picture. I like sent it to, I, I posted a video on my Instagram of like me talking. And I had a, I was showing off my new haircut like the narcissistic person I am. <laughs> I'm the worst. But anyway, my friend took a screenshot of that. 
and then put it up against Rena's hairstyle from the Beverly Hills premiere event, red carpet, and apparently we had a very similar cut. <laughs> yeah, I got the Rena cut inadvertently, which, you know, is fine by me. I'm proud of it. And you guys, I would love to talk about the Beverly Hills Housewives premiere. Unfortunately, I haven't seen it yet as of this recording. I have not watched it. I'm very excited, although I'm skeptical. It looks boring as fuck to me. The preview looked really bland. But, you know, sometimes I think the previews look really bad, and then it ends up being great. And just, like, the opposite of that is true. Sometimes the previews look fantastic, like it's going to be the best season, and then it's sort of a letdown. So um, I'm very hopeful that Bravo is just holding off on all the good footage. And I'm very excited Teddy Mellencamp is going to be a housewife, which I'll tell you why that excites me, because Teddy Mellencamp is the daughter of John Mellencamp, and John Mellencamp has had a very long love affair with Meg Ryan. They were a couple for a while. I think they're off again right now. They're, like, on again, off again. I feel like, actually, he he was with Christy Brinkley after Meg Ryan, but then, like, went back or something. Anyway, Meg Ryan's connected to John Mellencamp, and so my hope is that Teddy Mellencamp being on the Beverly Hills Housewives, is going to bring us an appearance from Meg Ryan, my queen, my queen of queens, Meg Ryan. I'd love to see her make a little cameo, you know, like like how Carney Wilson did last season. <laughs> I'd like it. So, oh, and Teddy Mellencamp, you guys, I'm bragging in, but she follows me on Instagram. So, you know, we're in for a treat. I could DM her. <laughs> Oh, I'm the worst. I really am the worst. Um, I'm a, ner- a little nervous. I'll tell you one thing I'm, I am actually very concerned about this season is that Kim Richards is making zero appearances. It's been said, Kyle Richards said that Kim will not be making any appearances this entire season. You guys, this is the first season Kim will not be on it at all. And that makes me nervous. I don't like that. I want to see my Kim. You know, Kim needs to be on She begs to be seen whether it's on this show or another show. So hopefully Bravo's filming her spinoff. Camille Grammer's back, and she's a friend of the Housewives, but apparently she gets in the mix a little bit more than normal. And, um, you know, our my heart, heart goes out to Camille because she was just diagnosed again with cancer. She has, um, she's, her cancer's back. She announced it on social media the other, the other day. And, you know, it makes me sad. I want Camille to be happy. I really do. I feel like what she went through with Kelsey... He seemed like such a monster. Such a monster. Did you guys see that uh, Mariah Carey Hallmark special? There was like a scene with Kelsey Grammer. Like Kelsey Grammer's reading to kids, like the narration. And Mariah Carey's supposed to be in the same room. But they cut to her and it's like clearly not filmed from the same room. Like Mariah was 100% not on set with Kelsey Grammer and those kids. <laughs> they tried they tried to like CGI it in or something. Oh my god, it's great. But Kelsey seems like a monster. And what Camille went through with him, you know, my my heart goes out to her. And what she went through with Alison Dubois, you know, that friendship seemed very stressful. So the fact that she has to deal with cancer again, you know, I just want her to be with a hot guy. I want her to settle down with a hot, nice guy who's rich. She was with some hot Greek man for a while, but then I think she announced that he ab- abused her or something. I'm getting, am I, I don't know if I'm getting that right, so please do not quote me on that. But I think he turned out to be a monster as well. And it's like, why are the men the worst? You know, I'm going to do a recap episode of the of 2017. Like, I'm working on that for, for the beginning of next year. And really, the whole episode could just be men are the worst. I think that's the main recap we've all learned from 2017. <laughs> uh, I'm going to wrap things up. 
because I have to get off to Ohio. Now, full disclosure, I'm not sure that I'm going to get an episode out next week or the week after. I'm taking a little holiday break. My goal is to do a little thing with... I have a special little thing I have planned, but I might not have a full episode for next week or the week after. Taking a little holiday break. So... Just in case, there might be a little something, 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 so be sure to check back and I'll let you know. But just in case, I want to just say to everyone that's been listening, thank you so, so much. I don't want to get too emotional right now, but I do want to say this year has been, it's been a nightmare in a lot of ways, but in a lot of other ways, it's been the most fantastic year. And I can't, when I started this podcast, I thought no one's going to listen to it. And now we have sponsors, and you guys reach out, and you... It's just been great. I can't thank you guys enough for listening and for supporting me throughout everything. There's a lot of exciting stuff that I have planned for the next year and that I'm hopeful about and that I'm, I'm working towards. And, you know, it's just... I, I want to thank you guys for everyone that's been supportive of me and this podcast and my social media and all that stuff. I just want to say thank you guys because I've been getting opportunities lately that I could have never, that were dreams of mine forever. And it's, it's, I, ugh, I'm, I'm, I'm stuttering so much because I'm just so overwhelmed and I want to say thank you. So as always, I might not have an episode next week, but feel free to follow me on Twitter at Danny Pellegrino. I'll be tweeting my thoughts anytime there's a housewife on i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on a little break holiday break so i'll be on social media way too much i'll be on twitter way too much probably live tweeting christmas with the cranks (laughs) it's my holiday tradition my holiday tradition i love to watch christmas with the cranks and live tweet it so maybe we'll do that this year i don't know maybe we'll find something else but anyway find me on social media at danny pellegrino on twitter and instagram And I love you guys. Please go rate and review this if you can. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year if I don't talk to you. We might, you might hear from me. You'll probably hear from me. But happy holidays. I love you all so, so, so much. So now I'm going to leave you one last time or one more time with my little, uh, the free version of Jingle Bells that I downloaded from the internet. Oh, and one more thing. I just looked at my text messages. Both text messages I received during the recording of this podcast were from AT&T telling me I was over my data limit. So so I was feeling really popular, but you know what? I was wrong. (laughs) Love you guys. Merry Christmas. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.